0: Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle, where I want to be a player, okay? I want to be a fantasy player. I want to be a big baller and, you know, Boricua Morena at the same time. That's Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos as we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Of course, big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates and the American Forces Radio Network as well. We got a lot to do here, so let me get into the cipher real quick. We start with news and notes around the NFL because, listen, like I said, the buzz is palpable and is building for fantasy football. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs, have fired their general manager, John Dorsey. This came kind of as a surprise, to be quite honest. And there are rumors out there that he actually was just butting heads with the owner, Clark Hunt, out there. They're saying their goal is to have a new GM by training camp. They did, however, extend head coach Andy Reid. I didn't mention this to you guys yesterday because we were doing all NBA, but Derek Carr has signed a five-year, $125 million extension with the, uh, what is it? The Oakland, the Los Angeles, the Las Vegas Raiders. This really all comes down to timing. You know, the market continues to grow. The next two big boys that are up in terms of the quarterback position, Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins, will probably get in deals around this neighborhood Next year and in Jets news, you know, we've been this has been rumored for a while, but it became official. Woody Johnson, the owner, has been named the ambassador to the UK under the Trump administration. We've been hearing about this. It is now official. His brother, Chris, is going to serve uh, in this role for the Jets. Could be good for Jets fans that Woody is gone, though. Who knows? Um, last thing I'm going to say is there are reports now out of Seattle that Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls are actually going to be more of a running back by committee than Lacy getting the huge lion's share of the carries. I've told you there are very few backfields in the NFL where they feature an actual workhorse anymore. I could think of only about three or four of them. doesn't look like Seattle is going to be one of them either. Those are some things you need to see, but – um. The real truth of it all is that some people are focusing on their fantasy football drafts later this summer. You, however, know the first step to building a fantasy football champion is to be early with it and pick the squad at RotoExperts.com. Get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. The RotoExperts lineup has FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer Scott Angle, nationally acclaimed ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison, and also we got depth and upside like my man Frank Stanford. We bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll take you to the chip. So get the exclusive edge fantasy football package right now at rotoexperts.com. And when you enter the promo code FREERADIO at checkout, you will get a special discount. Let's keep it moving, though. I want to give you my preview for the Seattle Seahawks, okay? We've been talking about... All the teams in the NFC West all week long, and we now end it this week with our preview of Seattle. Here's the thing. Most of the people out here on Seattle, because this is now this is now kind of a public team, a tried-and-true team, a team that has been in the national spotlight for the last, you know, three, four, five years, okay? So you know a lot about these guys already, but... First things first. Let's go position by position. The first person is obviously Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback, okay? Uh, My man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has him ranked as his number five overall quarterback. I see no reason to dispute that, okay? Here's the other thing. Russell Wilson is healthy this year, okay? He was dealing with some leg injuries all last year. He only ran the ball for 259 yards last year. That was ninth best among quarterbacks. You got to think there's going to be an improvement there. I would put him down probably for over about 400 yards rushing if you want to know the truth. I think still Russell Wilson continues to be an elite quarterback who you can get rushing production out of as well. I like that a lot. Russell Wilson, top-tier quarterback, make no mistake about it. It. When you go to the running back position, however, this is where I think it gets interesting, and this is where I got to tell you what's up. Eddie Lacy, to me, is a concern. My man Corey Parson has him as his 22nd-ranked running back. I might fade Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy is not going to be on any of my fantasy teams this year. Listen, the guy is someone who had to have a clause in his contract about how much he would weigh, We have been talking about this for a long time. There have been multiple seasons where there are rumors about him being out of shape. I have called him hashtag feast mode to try to replace beast mode. I don't know if he is, you know, he might be a right fit for that scheme. He's a good guy to have. My man Scott Angle was telling me as well, you know, When you have an offensive line that has performed towards the bottom of the NFL over the last couple of years, you need a guy who can break tackles. Eddie Lacy can do that. But remember, we're just hearing this buzz right now about Thomas Rawls maybe being part of a committee. You also have C.J. Procise out there who I think is viable in PPR leagues because he's going to be that third down pass catching back, okay? But I am fading Eddie Lacy. I don't think he's going to be on any speeds as teams. I would stay away. I don't think, you know— Listen, he's got to adjust to a new team. We know that's always something that could be a mark in the negative category. He's been an injury concern to me, and I don't know if he makes the season. I think you can go elsewhere when you're looking for someone to fill your RB2 role. However, when we talk about the wide receivers— I don't know how many times I have to tell you, I don't know how many years this guy needs to do it and be elite before people realize Doug Baldwin is a wide receiver one last year. Ninety four catches for eleven hundred twenty eight yards. Okay, seventh in the league in catches, 11th in the league in yards receiving. And remember, this was in a season where Russell Wilson was hurt for a lot of the time. listen. Doug Baldwin is a wide out one. You may not think his name is sexy or fancy, but if you wind up with him as your, as your wide out one, or especially as your wide out two, you should be very, very happy. What I will say though is the rest of these linebacker, uh, the rest of these wide receivers are kind of a crapshoot. Whether it's Lockett or Curse or Richardson or even the rookie Amir Darbo, you don't know which one is going to be the number two. I, in fact, think that the number two pass catcher for the Seattle Seahawks this year is going to be their tight end. Revy Rev, Jimmy Graham. Uh, My man Corey has him as the tight end five. I think he has a chance to return to the top three in tight end. Remember, He's another year removed from that injury, the patella in the knee. He had flashes of being unguardable and unstoppable last year, and as time goes on he's also going to be building chemistry with Russell Wilson, okay? So I'm high on him. I think he's going to be in the top three. You're going to see Jimmy Graham probably on some of my teams. I would pull the trigger. Remember, this guy is not foreign to having double-digit touchdowns. I know touchdowns are fluky, but he is going to be a red zone target for Danger Russ and the Seattle Seahawks. Listen, when we come into my diamond my diamond in the rough we've already mentioned it a little bit it is thomas rawls i think thomas rawls is going to kind of improve and gain shine as the year goes on and remember i don't think eddie Lacey is going to be that workhorse i think he's either going to get hurt or have poor performance i think thomas rawls is my diamond in the rough uh when it goes to the fugazi on the seattle seahawks though i'm i'm, I'm taking the defense I think the LOB might be a little bit on decline. Remember, there was rumors about trading Richard Sherman. It seems like there's some kind of drama in the locker room with the defensive side of the ball, okay? And here's the big thing, and don't get me wrong. I love Earl Thomas, okay? Earl Thomas is a special, special player. However, the man is returning from a broken leg, and... What his unique skill set was, was being able to be that true center fielder who could go sideline to sideline, allow Cam to be in the box. Now, if Earl Thomas is not the special Earl Thomas that we know and love, could that be a step back for the Legion of Boom? If... Mr. Shed is the number two opposite Sherman all year. Might they pick on that? I think they are not the name recognition that you know and love. That's why, un- crazily, if you look a little deeper, the Seattle defense is my Fugazi. He says it's a Fugazi. What's a Fugazi? It's no. Fugazi if you think I'm admit wrong. No, no, what, what is a Fugazi? Well, Fugazi means uh, phony. That's right. That's right. I think they could be a little bit Fugazi. You may want to forget about them. When you look at their schedule, though, remember, we've been talking about the NFC West all season long. So they play the AFC South and they play the NFC East. But here's the deal. When we go to the Seahawks you got to figure they're going to win seven games at home, right? They're going to win seven and one. They're going to go, you know, eight and oh at home. So look at their road opponents. Look at their road opponents this year. They go to Green Bay. They go to Tennessee. They go across the country to New York to play the Giants. And they go down to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. And they go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. How many of those games do they lose? Maybe at Green Bay. I like Tennessee, but I think they'll be fine against Jacksonville. I think they could even be fine against the G-Men. So that's where your losses are going to go. I don't find many, to be quite honest. Vegas thinks the same thing. Vegas thinks that um, Vegas thinks that the over under here is 10 and a half wins for the Seattle Seahawks. They are actually the highest over under total for anybody in the NFC tied with the Green Bay Packers. I think that's a great line. I would pass on this over under. But if you put a gun to my head, I do in fact think that the Seattle Seahawks win this division and finish with 11 wins. I think the Seahawks go 11 and 5. I think the Seahawks make it to the playoffs. Especially because, remember, I am fading the Arizona Cardinals and the rest of this uh, division. So I like the Seattle Seahawks to win 11 games and win the NFC West.